Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Saints Time Podcast. No matter and and uh, where, no matter if it's Eastern Time, Western Time, or Pacific Time, it will always be Santy Time. And today I have another special guest. He's a fellow film critic. His name is AJ Ford. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm really happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, man, <laughs> man, I've been looking forward to you coming on here, man. Like seriously. Yeah. Dude, I feel I feel like I've I feel like we became like internet friends for like so long now. I like, I, we... I know I know yeah, but I know man like 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 from your reviews on Letterbox, they're like they're super good, man. Well, well, as for me, like I don't really write as much reviews as I felt. I mean, like I'm a film critic, but like but like usually whenever I but usually like whenever i watch a movie i just rate it like i don't know like three four stars like three or four stars like the last four movies i've watched like i didn't even like review them i just rate them it was um like 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 literally the last the last few movies i've watched were shopping mall hatching prince of darkness and oh and i just rebinged the haunting of hill house so yeah <laughs> I've, I've only seen hatching out of those four Oh, really? that movie was insane. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, pretty... was so weird. Yeah, yeah. What'd you rate it? Uh, I think I gave it a three on Letterbox. Let me check. That that like right now I feel three. No, no, I gave it a four. four. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. For me, it's it's definitely a three, because like it's a really, it's a it's a it's a different kind of body horror, whereas like. It's a different kind of body horror, and it, it it's pretty much like a big bird baby like turns into a turns into a to a to a banshee human little girl that resembles like the main girl of the movie, which I thought was weird, like kind of like a reverse the fly, but instead of like yeah, like 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 you know what I mean, like instead of the girl turning into the bird, like. Like, like the bird that she well mothers turns into her. Which oh I, yeah, dude. Sorry, go on. I, I yeah, it's just it's kind of a weird movie, and 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 I also like that it's that's also like a pretty good commentary on commentary on family vlogging and the top and to show the perfection of the perfect family when really there's like a lot of like. And really, like this family is like not really perfect, in a sense. Oh, yeah, I I think I saw Hatching like near the beginning of the year, so it's oh really while I think, yeah when I was watching it, like I was like also binging Cronenberg's films. I haven't seen everything from Cronenberg, but I I, I was watching it and I was I've like never this watched is any like. <laughs> Yeah, like as I was watching it, I was like, "This is the most Cronenberg movie that Cronenberg didn't make." Yeah, and it it genuinely did like disturb me at points, and like I think the reason why I completely forgot if I gave it like a three or a four is because I completely forgot about the movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, 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 like right when he mentioned it, I'm like, oh yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah, that movie. yeah, that that movie is really disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
yeah, like pretty, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 pretty, yeah, pretty weird to me as a Shay. Like, 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 it's weird though. Like, I feel like such a loser because like, because like, I know what the fly is. I'm, I'm well aware that the fly exists and, and it's the most well-known Cronenberg movie. And I'm aware that Jeff Goldblum like turned into a fly during the course of its an hour and 45 minute runtime. I would guess, but like, but I've never seen any Cronenberg movie like ever, <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, I mean, like my friend, John Griffin got me into Cronenberg, like me and him actually saw crimes of the future together along with another YouTube critic, Cindy Volpe. Oh, um, oh yeah, the... that's right. Yeah. <laughs> begging her to come on. And, and like, and what's that? I've been, I've been begging, I've been begging Sydney to be a guest. Honestly. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, try to get her on, Sydney. If you're watching this, get get on Santi time. Yeah, please. <laughs> okay, please. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, and and like, crying to the future was like one of my introductions to Cronenberg, and and like before crying to the future, I had only seen like Videodrome, so. I had seen Videodrome and I'm like, okay, like, if there's like any way to like introduce myself to Cronenberg and his style and like how he directs movies, it's that. Like, I feel like I don't need to see anything else. I watch Crimes of the Future, and um, Sydney can actually vouch for me on this. Like, right when the movie ended, like I w I was like so conflicted on an how to feel and i was like right. so weirded out that i just started laughing uncontrollably and then sydney's just like you okay i was like she's like you okay man it's like yeah i'm just like what the fuck did i just watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll uh I'm if you want to start with Cronenberg, like I'd start with History of Violence, honestly. That's probably I would. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to get into history of violence. I think like it's on my list. It's always uh Eastern Promises as well. And uh I haven't seen that. <laughs> what's it called? Crash with uh James Spader. Yeah, I think. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> right. Right, yeah, I know. Right now, I know. Like I like as you said, you've only seen video drone at that point, and now you've seen crimes of the future. So 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 yeah, there's that. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, and Cosmopolis. Oh, oh, Cosmopolis. This is this is where Robert Pattinson is is like sitting in the back of the limo the entire time. Yeah, and he wants to get a haircut. Is that is That's that basically the plot of the movie? He just wants a haircut. <laughs> it, basically, what? he gets in the limo. He's like, you know what? It's time for a haircut. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's another weird that, movie, but I enjoyed it. And with that, Locke is, and with that, Locke is like, is objectively better. <laughs> now that you've said that, I uh, another movie. Locke, I haven't seen Locke. Locke. Oh my, Locke is fantastic. I'm sorry. Locke is really good. It's literally, it's you literally know, I, Tom I, Hardy just honest. driving in his car through throughout throughout the movie, and, and and literally you watch this guy's life fall apart. He's lost a like he's lost his job his marriage is falling apart like it's 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 really like riveting cinema it's really riveting cinema to me 
I mean, is it one of those movies where it's just like the camera is in the car and only in the car? Throughout well, I mean, the like, well, I mean, the car is outside of the windshield, you know, like it's outside. Oh, of, I see. It's not like it's not like it's dash cam footage, you know, like the movie dash cam that I'm probably not going to watch since it has terrible reviews, but I still might watch it so that I can, like, you know, be enraged by it. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't even. I don't even think I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, like it's this new movie, like 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 called Dashcam, and it's a and it's a film, and it, and it's like a found footage style movie, and and a lot of and a lot of reviews like consisted of like consisted of complaints towards towards the main character that this main character is so terrible, like you know she's on like oh like oh like he or she is unlikable, etc. So yeah. Okay, I'm pr- I'm probably not gonna watch it then. Uh, I might, I might. I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm a curious movie watcher. You know. I, yeah, like, I get it. I mean, I've had my bouts of curious. Like I watched Marmaduke out of curiosity, full oh, out of curiosity. Oh, so did my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, like, I I was laughing throughout all of Marmaduke because of how like terrible Apparently, it is. Like I can't even. Sorry, what? Apparently, J.K. Simmons is in the movie. And I love J.K. Simmons, and I just can't believe that that, that he would that, that he would even like that 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 he that he would even like accept a paycheck to be in this movie. <laughs> it, it, he he'll do anything. Like, like Jay Simmons is like now that kind of actor who'll do anything. Like Samuel L. Jackson, right? Yeah, Keith David, and and like and I don't know, like the entire like the entirety of Marmaduke, like. I, I never thought I would experience a movie that that's just so funny because it's so bad. Right. But, but like but like that 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 movie that movie just broke the laws of nature. Like like I can't even call it the worst movie of the year <laughs> because I was just too entertained by it. Wait, you don't you don't consider it the worst movie of the year? Then what do you consider the worst movie of the year? I really gotta think about that. Uh, dude, right. I'm like, oh, right. um, I really hated that Lena Dunham movie, Sharp Stick. I saw that. Oh, Sundance. oh, I didn't watch that. I really hated that. That's where oh, that's with John Berthold, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going through my letterbox. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought Fall was really dumb. Firestarter I... was terrible. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Firestarter was terrible. I hated Firestarter. I really did. It, <laughs> it so just looked stupid. like it just looked like the Zac Efron didn't even want to fucking be there. <laughs> like oh, no, no, no. you watch the movie, it's so clear that he's like that he didn't even want to be there. He's so fucking miscast. I don't. I don't even know what he's doing there. And yeah, you know, I completely forgot about Firestarter honestly until I just brought it up for my letterbox. <laughs> oh. Oh, and um, uh, and and he's also in a uh, greatest beer run ever or something. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I didn't bother. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. The the, the premise of that movie, I just think, is ridiculous. Um, well, I think it's. I think it sounds hard when I mean, you know, like normal guy goes to Vietnam and gives and gives soldiers beers. Like, I think. I think that's cool. Well, I mean, like it, it's a it's a pretty. It, it, it's a pretty boss story right that, that guy is like the greatest friend ever 
but I, I guess I also just don't really like Peter Farley. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, I mean, like a, a <clears throat> yeah, like his like his movie green book didn't even need to win best picture it oh, didn't no, definitely no. not that, no. that movie kind of okay. sucks can I, can I tell you something the what? 2000 the 2019 best picture oscar lineup was probably the worst i've ever seen oh yeah what we, what do we have that year Is okay like, so we born? okay so i'm so so yeah i'm only like guessing here but like but, but like i think i think i i think I think the lineup had um, Vice with yeah. Christian Bale as as Dick Cheney, which I thought <laughs> was okay. You know, I'll watch anything with Christian Bale and it really. Besides Amsterdam, I will probably oh, yeah. not see. I'm, I will probably not see Amsterdam. I, I'm not gonna because that fuck either. David O. Russell. Fuck <laughs> David O. Russell is so fucking hard. Anyway, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, there was there was Green Book, which won. Uh, Roma. Which, yeah. which I consider a masterpiece. Um, there was good. Black Klansmen, uh, which, I, like which I really, really liked. Uh, shit. Uh, the favorite. I, I thought the. That was uh, probably my favorite. Of all I haven't, I haven't watched the favorite in so long, so I don't really have an opinion on it. Um, oh my god. Black Panther. I, Yes, yes, Black Panther. Black Panther had like, yes, yes. Black Panther was great. Besides the besides the third act, it was a it was a bit CGI. It was a bit too CGI, in my opinion. Wakanda Forever looks significantly better. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, excited for Wakanda Forever. I'm, I have no idea. It's. I'm. I'm gonna watch that definitely. Yeah, it's gonna break it, my heart. It is gonna break my heart into a million pieces, and, I, and and it's gonna be so much fun. Holy fuck! Okay. Oh, oh my god! I bit my desk. Uh, yeah. How about, how about the best? How about the best one? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Just kidding. No. It's not the best one. That movie made me hate life. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I hate that movie so much. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, yeah. I I thought it was okay. Okay, do I think do I think that the film poorly mishandled Freddie Mercury's life? Yes. However, I think Rami Malek was great in this movie. I think he perfectly like captured the mannerisms of Freddie, even if the movie like didn't exactly like it didn't exactly properly tell like the rise of Queen specifically. Yeah, the, the thing the thing about like my relationship with like that movie uh, um is that I'm outside of movies. I'm a big, big, big music nerd. Yeah, um, actually like, <laughs> right next right next to me is my vinyl collection. Um and, and like you follow me on social media, you follow yeah. me on like TikTok and stuff like that. I, I started like reviewing albums. Um and I grew up with Queen. You know, I, I, my dad is really big into classic rock. I, th that, that was like the whole soundtrack of my childhood. It was just like Queen, Led Zeppelin, you know, Def Leppard, ACDC, Metallica, like all that. And, and um, mm -hmm. Queen really stood out for me. And um, I started, 
you know, listening seriously to them, like around middle school and Bohemian Rhapsody was my favorite song. Like at yeah. that time. Six and minutes. six minutes. <laughs> and and I, I was like, I need to like research everything I can about Freddie Mercury because like got like he was also my favorite singer, my favorite like front man. Yeah. And like his life his life man. was he was the front man. <laughs> like he was actually like he was actually insane. Yeah. So like to take to make a movie on his life and just make it like the most PG thirteen, yeah, like safest movie literally, I've ever seen in my life. I thought was insulting. Yeah, like literally nothing about his sexuality was PG thirteen. Like he was he, like he was fucking other dudes left and right. You know, exactly. Like and and it like kind of it, it views his homosexuality as if it's like a bad thing. Right. Like, it, yeah. like, like as if it was like holding him and the rest of the band back. And I'm like, what are you even doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh. What the fuck is this movie even doing anyway? Yeah. Like, like the fact, and also the fact that it won best Holly editing. That's just Hollywood like following like the basic biopic formula. That, that's why I'm like extra critical with like biopics, right? Yeah, right yeah, um, me too, me too. I, I especially hated Blonde. Like, like, I didn't watch Blonde, I, and I don't think I will. Because... Do, do, do not, like, do not get that movie any recognition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Like, like, like specifically, Marilyn Monroe was a person, and throughout her entire life, and after her death, her body was treated as an object. And this movie, like, perfectly, that 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 this movie, like, encapsulates and encapsul that encapsulates just just how Marilyn Monroe has affected people, and not her like entire, and and not her entire upbringing, and it's just very very sad, truly. Oh, dude, lately, my most popular video on TikTok right now is basically me just saying like yeah blonde was a completely misogynistic exploitation piece and instead of just reviewing the movie i'm just gonna share with you some historical facts on why marilyn monroe was actually an incredible woman just all around right yeah and i'm I'm really glad like out of all the videos that i've made on tiktok like that was the one to actually go viral because like like people like, like all these like Marilyn Monroe like biography books and movies, all they do is just they just focus on her suffering when that's not entirely true. And I, I don't understand why people just want to focus on that, really. Right. Because it sells. I mean Yeah, the the director Andrew Dominic even called her a whore. Like, dude. Exactly. Like, okay, so like, first off, uh, fuck you, Andrew Dominic. I actually liked you. Um, yeah, second, yeah, like, if you if that's if that's how you feel about Marilyn Monroe, then why the fuck are you directing a movie about Marilyn Monroe? Why did you agree to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I feel the exact same way. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. 
I don't really know why he agreed to this. I don't I don't even know why like anybody agreed to make this movie, really. I don't know. Like uh, uh, I don't uh, dude, I, I don't know, man. Wanda's making me so fucking mad. I don't know. Uh, uh with uh, with that I, I suffered through the whole thing. Anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, three hours. Three, yeah, hours. three hours of misery yeah okay anyway uh 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 I, usually with every podcast I, I always talk about uh pop culture news but uh but 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 i'm but i'm really not gonna do that but but, but what i will say however is that taylor swift's midnights is out oh yeah dude oh, my oh God. yeah i listened to it i listened to it like yesterday morning like as soon as i got up i was like I was like, oh shit, night is out. I didn't I could have like I could have stayed up at around like you know midnight to listen to midnight, but I didn't. Wanna know why? Because I was binging Haunting of Hill House. Okay. I I have not seen it. I'm not I'm not a big fan of Flanagan, if I'm being honest. Really? Mike Flanagan is such a he's such a talented director. He know he just knows how to direct horror. He just I, knows how to direct spooky horror better than probably James Wan can. Sorry, I don't I know. know. I know it's just I. I guess he's just not really for me. <laughs> and and I don't know. Like, like I tried. Like I watched Gerald's Game, and for the most part, I was kind of bored with that, except for the ending. And uh, another hot take: uh, I don't like Doctor Sleep at all. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I mean, I remembered seeing Doctor Sleep, but 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 again, like it's one of those movies that I've seen like what four years ago that I that I never really had an opinion on. I just went, I just went to see it because like you know I'm a I'm a big fan of Ian McGregor. He was playing Danny Torrance, and like and and and, and it was a continuation of the Shining story. Looked interesting, and like I was, I don't know, I was like, I was pretty. I didn't say I, I wouldn't say I was bored. I just remembered seeing it and just really enthralled with Mike Flanagan. Cause again, like I'll see anything that Mike Flanagan will do. And like, and like, I, I don't really know. Like, again, I don't really have, have that much of an opinion on, on Dr. Sleep anyway, but Haunting of Hill House is a masterpiece. Like it truly is. It's 10, like, like, like yeah it's 10 episodes yes it's like a typical like oh like spooky haunted house story but really like it's more about like it's like it's more about the uh the family like like really it's more about like the horrors of family trauma that the crane family like went through like specifically like specifically like each crane sibling each crane sibling like went through went through trials and tribulations post House. For example, one of the siblings, uh, um, um, Luke is a heroin addict. Uh, Steve, like, l- like the older brother, Steve. Yeah, he's a like, like he's the older sibling. He's a successful book writer, but he like, but, but, but he exploited like the family's pain of living through that house, of living in that house, and like, um, and uh, Theo, Theodora, um. Theodora, like whenever she like touches people, she could like, uh, she can like feel like who like the actual like person is like like that like like I wouldn't really know how to explain it. So like specifically, she touches people, she can feel things. I don't know. <laughs> but, 
but yeah and uh and uh what's her name shirley like like shirley owns a funeral home and she's like and and as a kid like 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 there was a whole episode where where she looked after like a box of like baby kittens and it turns out that they were like really really sick and they were dying so like it was like her first God. like it was like her first grap it was like her first grappling with death so yeah i could I could literally go on about how great Haunting of Hill House is, like honestly. But like, but 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 again, like if it's not your niche, then then like if it's not, I'm sorry, if it's not your niche, then I understand, you know. Just I might give it a try. Okay. You know, your your passion for it like really intrigues me, so I might. Give oh, it a thank, try. thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. I've been on a. I've been on a horror binge lately. Like, it's, oh no, it's crazy. Same. You know, I've seen twenty horror movies this year. I've seen twenty horror movies this year. I don't like, even it's know more how horror many movies that I've seen last year. Like, I swear to God, I don't even know how many I've seen. But like, just this month alone, I've probably seen like ten. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. And this has been a, an amazing year for. No, right? It's been such wait, wait. an incredible year. Lately, once we get into like our top five of the year, like my, I I keep flipping my two and one, but like a yeah, movie in my top I keep flipping two, my two and one too. <laughs> what? A movie that's in my top two is a horror movie. Oh, oh, oh! I know. I know. I I I can take a guess on what that is. I can get a guess on what that is. <laughs> We're not gonna say the movie. We're just gonna save it for the top five. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Oh shit. Exactly, I, was, I was talking but, about Midnight's for a minute. Uh, what were your uh, What were your favorite songs from Midnight's? Dude. Um. Antihero, I think, was my favorite song um, yeah. on the entire album. Um. First off, my my thoughts on Midnight's. Um. I like it. I don't know if I love it. Right. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched your yeah, yeah. I watched your TikTok review. Yeah, like you didn't like you didn't like it. It's one of your favorites. Like you liked listening to it, but but, but you wouldn't it's, like, but you wouldn't really like put it with like I don't know folklore or like um, yeah. yeah. Those two albums I think are fucking fantastic. They're they're right. they're both like I go as far as say they're peak COVID. That was peak COVID, man. <laughs> that was peak COVID exactly. Um, but but then like Midnight's comes out and I really do like the direction that Taylor's like going with here. Um I am a sucker for synth and I do love how she utilized the synth pop. Right. But then there are tracks where I just felt that the synth really didn't really work for me. Right. Um like uh again, apparently this is a hot take, but for the second song, Maroon, I I thought the synth ruined that song. I Maroon. Maroon was Maroon was a pretty sad song I, to listen to. It got me in my. I'm sorry. Life. I am sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You don't like you don't like how some synth sound songs. Um, you didn't like how it sounded. I, yeah, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I um, kind I got the whole track list right here, kind of going down. Um. Okay. Anti-hero is my favorite. Um, Snow on the Beach. I really like that one. And I really do like how the uh, Lana Del Rey feature in it. Though I kind of wish that Lana Del Rey wasn't just that, uh, backing vocals. Uh, I'm a big fan of hers. 
Um, oh, oh yeah, she was like, backing vocals. I barely, I barely heard Lana. Uh, uh, dude, Lana's fucking great. Wait, do you listen to her? Like on? Uh, uh, sort of. I sort of listen to her. I know that my, I think my sister's a fan. Yeah. Oh, dude, she's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, question. I really like that one. Uh, Midnight Rain, Bejeweled, Labyrinth, and uh, I like Karma, and I like Mastermind. Ooh, uh, okay. I probably just have to go through the entire album again, but um, but yeah, I would say those are my definite favorites. My least favorite is probably everyone else's least favorite, and I was like, I was so glad to hear that um, I wasn't the only one that shared this least favorite. Uh, vigilante shit. I I I knew that you were gonna say vigilante shit. Like I thought, I, I I thought that song was gonna was gonna was gonna be like you know kind of a banger, but it's really not. I don't know. What, what disappointed me about that song was just like, first off, it's it's also one of those songs where I just thought the the synth and like the production in general just didn't work. But also, it's just like. It's the kind Taylor songwriting on that on that track was kind of juvenile, especially yeah. for Taylor Swift for like Taylor Swift standards. Right. And, yeah. Exactly. And, and, and like um, we we both like we both are Taylor Swift fans. We know that right. she's anything but juvenile. We know she's anything but immature. But mm-hmm. I don't know that that's just what I was constantly thinking about while listening to that song. Like I, I really wanted it to end. And the thing about me, when it comes to listening to new albums, uh, I don't, I don't skip anything. Um, Because, you know, I just want the whole experience. Right. 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 Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah. Oh, uh, the anti hero music video. Did you watch that? No, not yet. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. I will I, eventually. I did. Well, uh, well, I did. It's it's pretty good. And uh, and what's surprising, like there was like an extra scene where like uh, Mary Elizabeth Harris, who is best known for playing the waitress from It's Always Sunny Philadelphia, and is married to Charlie Day, was uh, in this music video. Oh so, my god, that's amazing! <laughs> I, I don't know if you watch Always Sunny. It's or... one of my favorite shows. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so good. I love. One of my favorite things to do is rewatching Always Sunny. It's just such a consistently funny show. Like it truly, truly is. Like even after like I don't know, fifteen seasons, it's consistently funny. And to think, and to think that this show was almost canceled just because they didn't have a fourth actor to like. Oh my god! Really? To like to uh, to be on the show? Yeah. If like they. That's awful. Yeah, they all had. Yeah, they all had a dilemma to like that. That they all were like kind of in a dilemma, like 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 they had two choices: either cancel their show or bring Danny DeVito in, and they chose Danny. <laughs> and they asked Danny to be on the show, and the rest is history. I I mean I mean that that that's an amazing choice. That's an amazing decision. We can both agree on that. Yes, the um, show got better. Speaking with Danny of always, the show got better with Danny DeVito. Okay, it did. Exactly. Speaking yeah. of Always Sunny, um, in my college days when I was using a Tinder, I would write in my bio that my favorite food was like milk steak, <laughs> and and that, <laughs> and that I just love 
funny little green ghouls. Oh my god! And and, and like and like very rarely would I get a match in which like someone would say, "Oh, I understood that reference." And then there were people that would match with me and be like, "What the fuck is milk steak?" Oh and I'm like, oh, "You don't get it. You don't get it." <laughs> Oh my god! I, oh, oh my god! Yeah, that like that. Um, oh man, that is that's so funny. That's just so funny. Thank you. Oh uh, man, I, I oh. was not gonna do that. I would never not do that. Oh, uh, by the way, Charlie Day is Luigi in the Super Mario movie. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the, that's... One, the movie where Chris Pratt said that he was gonna amaze us with his amazing voice acting abilities but then it turns out he's just being chris pratt <laughs> and he chris also pratt sounds like he also sounds accent. like rocket he also sounds like rocket raccoon uh that that i didn't notice <laughs> well yeah when he says mushroom kingdom here we come like i got a sense that he sounded like rocket for a minute to, to me it just sounded like he was just doing a brooklyn accent <laughs> right yeah like you're from right, brooklyn. yeah why would like oh Man, like, I am really excited for this movie. The trailer looked so cool. I don't know if I talked about the trailer on on here, but it was so cool. Animation looked clean. Like, like I got the sense that, like, I, I like, like this movie definitely has like an Avatar: The Last Airbender type feel to it, and like, and like Jack Black is perfect as Bowser from what we've. Oh, he's so body good. this role he is gonna do the exact same thing of how jim carrey like stole the sonic the hedgehog movies he's gonna exactly. crush it Dude, jack play. black is the fucking best yes, like, he even is. in the crappiest movie he can be the highlight and oh. also like I, I don't know what year what year were you born 1999 Okay, so we both grew up with him hosting the Kids' Choice Awards like 10 times in a I row. I didn't know that. What? I didn't, I didn't, the, I, didn't the really, I didn't really, I didn't really watch, I didn't really watch any like Kids' Choice Awards as a kid. Like I just watched them when I was like, uh, I just started watching them when I was like 13 or something. But like, but like, uh, wait, wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know that. <laughs> I was yeah, they, of a like, they brought him they brought him back to host like again and again and again and it was a banger show every single year. Oh man. That's that's <laughs> awesome. uh, dude, I love Jack Black. Me too. And, and Nacho Libre is one of my favorite comedies, like unironically, like that movie makes you cry laughing. <laughs> Get that coat out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. favorite part of that whole movie. It's just like when they first meet and, he, and he's trying to do like a surprise attack on him. But then like for no fucking reason to just add a fart sound effect like right before he jumps. <laughs> That's oh. the only time I will laugh at a fart joke. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. That's super funny. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go into the, um, the New York Film Fest? Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, so, uh, so like, uh, so, so, so both me and Angie, so both me and AJ, uh, we're going to a New York uh, film festival, but like uh, we both like went on like different days. Like I'm, I almost didn't go because I was on Long Island for the weekend to like to spend time with my family. But I got to go 
on Monday, like same day, like same day I was going back to Albany and, uh, and uh, I got to see a documentary called Senior, which was about Robert Downey Jr.'s father. And uh, Robert Downey Sr. was a, was a, was a, uh, was a outdoor director living in New York City where he like made the most provocative and obscene comedy movies from the 70s and the 80s. And he, and I think he did like a couple of short films from the 60s. Actually, no, he made a major movie from 1969. I forgot that it was called. Uh, they talked, like they uh, talked about it for a bit. Uh, Fuck, my Google is not working. So yeah, uh, I got to so see. Yeah, I got to go to Lincoln Center, and uh, it was such a surreal experience because like, because like this was my first time as for me as a film critic to attend a film festival and to see like the actual people who make the movie talk about the movie and to like, and 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 to be one of the first people to like see a movie for the first time that it's before it's like actually released so so yeah so yeah it was, it was your first like, ever film festival experience yeah it was yeah it was my first ever film fest yeah yeah it was kind of actually oh. like my first ever film festival experience no actually that was in spain i attended a spanish short film festival but i got pretty tired oh. and i wanted to like go home because like the short films were so fucking boring and i didn't really understand what was going on so <laughs> uh oh it was called Putney so 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 the movie that that got um the movie that got Robert Downey Sr like like the movie that 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 gained Robert Downey Sr like notoriety like like where he gained recognition was a movie called Putney Swelled and it, and, and it was a film that satirized that that satirized that satirized advertising, the portrayal of race in in, in Hollywood films, and like adopt that and adopt that and the corporate world in a sense. And it was like, and and I'm interested to like seeing. I'm really interested in seeing this movie. Like it even got inducted in the in the Library National, in the National Library really? of Congress in 2016. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. actually just at the Library of Congress like in February. Really? My best, okay. my best friend lives in DC. So obviously like I want to like explore like the National Mall and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we went to the Library of Congress and sadly, sadly I did not see their uh, film side. <laughs> I don't think it was open that day. Well, you... I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, they have it in the locker somewhere. So... That's true. <laughs> probably that 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 they probably keep it safe because like they don't want because they don't want to like because like they don't want to know like uh, oh like uh, what uh what films you got there. He's like oh no uh these are these are meant to be these are meant to be kept safe in the locker somewhere. I don't know. Know that Shrek is in the Library of Congress. I did not know that. <laughs> it yeah. just got inducted. Yeah. In what the about library? Shrek two? What about Shrek two? Uh, no, apparently that's not good enough for the library. Shrek, Shrek Two is literally the perfect sequel. It should be in there. <laughs> it should be. Joe Joe Biden, if you're listening to this, um, you know, talk to the Library of Congress. I, I doubt he's the guy 
that talk to the Library of Congress. I know. I, I doubt that too. I doubt that too. I don't know. <laughs> Probably won't. So yeah. Just be goofy. So as for senior, uh, I thought it was really, really good. Like <laughs> related to it, you know, very, very much. Like, I really, I really love this movie. I really, I'm, I'm such a sucker for like documentaries about like, about fathers and sons and just and just the general movies about fathers and sons and such. And like, and and not only like, do you get to know Robert Downey, like that, not only do you get to know this guy, you get to know, like you get to know like Robert Downey Jr.'s own family you know like you get to know his sons you get to know susan a bit and then there's like and, and then you also like get to know like robert's birth mother who uh who like uh passed away before before he was like like after he was born i think yeah really sad yeah 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 really like you learn like uh and uh and fun fact, like Robert Downey Jr.'s like first film credit was in a movie called um uh what was his uh what was his first uh film credit? Like uh, he appeared in a movie where he was like a he he like his first movie he appeared in was when he was five years old. And I completely forgot what it was. So it was um I'm trying to find it. It's called oh, it's called Pound. He appeared in a movie Pound. called Pound, where he was like, he appeared in this movie called Pound, where he was like, when uh, the other, where he asked a question about like uh, this guy's, you know, nutsack, which was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so weird. I, I, I forgot what the question. I, I completely forgot what the question was, but like, uh, but like when you watch, like when when you guys watch Senior for yourselves, when it like uh, when it when it eventually uh, goes to Netflix, you can um, you can like, you can like, you can see like what like Robert said at the time. Like, I don't really remember that much, but but yeah, I just remember like being so fascinated with the documentary film, really. So yeah, and you were in the exact same room as Tony Stark. I was. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did. I was in the same room as Robert Downey Jr. It was like, it, it was honestly like a highlight. Um, it was honestly such a highlight. That's that's a core memory for me. You know, dude, I'd be freaking out. <laughs> I, I'd be waiting until he's free if I could get a selfie or something. No, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did not. I unfortunately did not get a selfie. I had to use the bathroom, and I completely missed. I I had to use the bathroom, and uh, and I had the train, and I had a train to catch anyway, so I didn't really have the time. Oh, yeah. But however, uh, <laughs> however, uh, well-known television actor uh, Matthew Reese stood behind me. So there's. Oh, okay. So, like, <laughs> so he's famous for uh, being in the Americans, and he won an Emmy for that. And he's also best known, and and, and he's also in an HBO series called Perry Mason, which is coming back for season two in February. Nope. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the Americans, so that's probably why I don't know who Americans. <laughs> Americans is a very underappreciated show. Like truly, like it is like Breaking Bad levels of good, but it's very underappreciated. Wow. Whereas like Breaking Bad like got like very popular. Whereas like, 
whereas the Americans like didn't really get the attention that it deserved when it was when it first ran. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, the Breaking Bad comparisons. Now I'm really intrigued. We'll check yeah. it out. <laughs> um, okay, do you want me to talk about my experience? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I'm I'm right. I want to hear about like like I want to hear about the films that you watched. Like I know I mean, I know what movies you've watched, but you know, I'd like I'd like for you to share. Basically, if you follow me on Letterboxd, you know what I watched. Um basically like I'm a very I'm very much a film festival boy and me being in Boston, like I always attend the Boston film festival. They always show really, really great movies. Like um, last year they showed like red rocket. They showed come on, come on and stuff like that. Um, And this year, unfortunately I'm not going to attend because I'm going to Vermont for Halloween. Um, oh man, yeah. And but basically, where where I'm going with this is that um, I have a long history with attending film festivals, and I only just started going to the New York Film Festival. I went to the New York Film Festival last year, <clears throat> but last year it was only like the encore films and the uh, closing night movie i think the closing night movie was red rocket but um <clears throat> this year i was like okay i'm gonna dedicate an entire week to the new york film fest i'm gonna see all these movies that i really want to see because like if i'm being honest and this this isn't a this isn't a criticism on them um i thought their lineup wasn't as good as last year um and what's kind of funny is that there's another film festival going on in new york yeah sorry there's another film festival going on in new york called the hamptons film festival which takes place in hamptons and and, um if you're if you're in new york city and and i know you're in new york city like hamptons is like three hours away and Uh, i I was going to see the whale at Hamptons. I, I dedicated the whale there. Yeah, they were showing the whale and Brendan oh. Fraser, I think, was in attendance. Oh, because yeah. He was also doing like a New York Comic Con. Um, I don't know if it was the same day, though. Anyway, um, so I bought my ticket to the whale. But then tickets for bones and all at Lincoln Center came up. And I was like, uh, do I go with the whale or do I go with bones and all? Do I drive three hours or I just do I just take a train for an hour to go see bones and all? And I picked bones and all because uh thank you to my Twitter followers who voted in my little poll that one time. Mm-hmm. Um and so I watched Bones and All. Um, that's the only movie I reviewed on my YouTube channel. Um, Bones and All was great. I don't know if it was my favorite from the festival. Um, but it is definitely worth the hype that it's been getting. And I'm also a big Luca Guadagnino fan. Um, that was really great. 
Um, basically, it's not a movie to see if you have a weak stomach. It is yeah, because it's very graphic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, they they do not shy away from it. They do. They do not play it safe really? whatsoever. The, the very the very first like attack, I'll call it, it, it is so out of nowhere and unexpected. It actually made me jump from my seat. Like, and 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 also I'll I'll also say just for anyone listening who are fans, um, yes, Timothy Chalamet is amazing, and yes, Taylor Russell is also amazing. Um, they work off each other perfectly. Um, yeah, that that was probably um one of the better movie going experiences I had at the festival um the very first movie i know i went on a long tangent over there sorry um the first the first movie i saw at the festival was a corsage which is a period piece a french period movie starring vicky cripes who you might know from phantom threat yeah um i really like her um i don't know like i definitely liked it but it seemed like it really wanted to be the grown-up version of Marie Antoinette, but um, kind of missing the charm that Marie Antoinette had. And the entire movie, I just kept thinking of Marie Antoinette. Um, that that's one of my favorite movies. That that Marie Antoinette is like in my top five. So it, it it's something that like was just screaming at me the entire time and it distracted me throughout the entire movie. Um Vicky Kreitz is undeniably great. Um the cinematography was also really good. And I I guess what I appreciate most about it, even if it didn't always work for me, was the fact that even though it's a period piece, they all the it, they also try to incorporate modern day to it. It's like if the really? twist in the village was an entire movie. Damn! It, like she's on a, like she's on a motorboat. She there are like telephone poles all over the place, and it's an interesting choice. Um. And it definitely got me to think, but I don't know if it worked for me all that much. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I saw that. And uh, I also made friends with a girl that was standing behind me in line. So uh, shout out to her. Uh, (laughs) Cool. (laughs) uh, Yeah. What was the second one? Let me pull up my letterbox. Oh, yeah. um, Showing up. Uh, that was the next movie that I saw. Um, the Kelly Reichardt movie, yeah. The Kelly Reichardt movie. I've been, meaning, I've been meaning to get into her filmography. Oh, dude, she's my third favorite director behind mm-hmm. so um, like, Mike Mills and Wes Anderson. So where uh, would I where would I start? I started. Um, I started with First Cow. Okay, and that that was um. That's her previous movie, like 
right before showing up. And when I saw First Cow, I had no idea who Kelly Reichardt was. And First Cow wasn't my favorite movie of that year or anything, but it, it, I, I adore that movie. But I, as I was watching it, I'm like, I really need to look at this director's stuff because I love what she's doing. And apparently, like, that's her style for her entire filmography. I don't know if it will work for everyone, but it most certainly works for me. I, she's someone I very much look up to. And she was in attendance at the showing up screening. So oh. that marks the second director in my top three favorite directors who I've seen in person. Mike Mills being the other one. Um, and... I was pretty close to the screen, but it didn't bother me because, for one, I was close to Kelly Reichardt. Okay. And, oh, um, Han Chow was there too, and Judd Hirsch. Who? Um, Han Chow? Who? Han Chow and Judd Hirsch. Oh, Han Chow. You know what yeah. I'm... Yeah. yeah. I. He sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, Han Chow. Um, she was in Downsizing. She's also going to be in The Whale. Oh yeah, she's okay. gonna be like Brendan Fraser's nurse in the whale. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, showing up. This is the most like slice of life movie that I saw at NIF. But like that's basically all of Reichardt's movies. It's that they're very much slice of life. But this is also like the goofiest movie that she's made, and the so humor. So it's a comedy. Kind of. Okay. I would call it like a dark comedy drama because um, the main character is not very likable, but that's kind of the point of the movie. Um. So so kind of like a so kind of like a not okay type of situation, right? Where it's like a where where it's like uh where it's like a. Where it's like the main character is an unlikable character, viewer discretion advice sort of thing. No, not viewer discretion advice. Like <laughs> there's there's nothing like really inappropriate that happens in the movie. Well, okay, there there is one, but it's like completely irrelevant to the plot. But right, yeah. Um, she's she's just one of those people that just puts her work first, and right. it's just like um rude to everybody. But but. In my opinion, it was a very entertaining and interesting character to follow. And I thought she was very funny. She's played by Michelle Williams. Yeah. She was a frequent collaborator with uh, Kelly Reichardt. And uh, Han Chow plays uh, her friend who was like, um, I think she was like a construction worker, um, carpenter. Yeah. Um, Andre 3000. Is in it from Outcast? What? what? <laughs> of all people? Yeah, Andre exactly. no, 3000. Andre no 3000, Outcast himself. <laughs> yeah, he's great in it, dude. He he, oh he has God. a very small role, but dude, he's awesome. I really wish I really wish he was in attendance. Oh, geez. Like I, I would I would have just brought if I had known that he was gonna be in attendance. If he was in attendance, I would have brought my vinyl of Stanconia <laughs> and have him like sign it. Um oh my God. I, I love Outcast. Anyway, um 
yeah, showing up um, definitely meant a lot to me. Um, I don't know if everyone's going to have <clears throat> the same opinion as me on it. Um, if you want my full thoughts, uh, you can go to my letterbox. I wrote like a really, really long review for it. Um, I feel like I'll be here all day if I say right, anything yeah. else about the movie. Yes. I gave I gave it a five on the box. <laughs> I gave it a five. Yeah. Um, okay. It's very, it's very oh, funny. It's very slice of life. It's very urban. I am definitely looking forward to showing up then. Oh, definitely. I I think it's coming out next year. Oh, so this next is an year. early screening. Yeah. Damn. Um, and then I saw Till. Which is out right now. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Apparently, it's gotten like very like favorable reviews. Like I'm talking like ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is very good. Yeah, like I get I gave it a four on Letterboxd. Okay. It's just something I probably won't watch ever again because it is right. very sad. Um, it's completely carried by uh the performance from Danielle Deadweiler. I truly believe she deserves an Oscar nomination for her amazing, amazing performance. Yeah. She's very emotional in it and it very much works. Um for those who don't know, this is a movie about Emmett Till, um, who was um a young black boy in the 50s. He goes on vacation to go see his cousins. Um, he offends a white woman in some way, in a very trivial way. Yeah. And, uh, basically he gets lynched. He gets lynched, um, oh. and he gets killed. And the entire movie is Trigger from warning. the perspective oh, of his mother who is grieving. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's an important movie, but... It's an important movie. Everyone should go see it. I just like it. It is very depressing. So I probably, it's probably just like a one and done for me. Yeah. Even uh, though I will, I will eventually watch it, but like, uh, but I don't think, but but I don't think like it's a movie that I will like probably like, but that, like, it's not really one of those movies where like, we're like, oh, like I'm gonna go see this in the theater when I can, when like when like i'll just wait it out i'll just wait until it's on i'll just wait until i can rent it or if it's like available anywhere else so yeah dude yeah. i mean again i definitely i definitely recommend it it, it is very important yeah it, it it's just it's just like i don't know brain tissues <laughs> there are people that were crying during the movie at my screening deservedly yeah. and, and i hope that daniel deadweiler gets some award recognition yeah yeah man let's hope let's hope yeah and uh, then later on that night i saw a movie completely blind um i saw a movie called the novelist film which the is novelist. A, the novelist film yep it's directed by han sang su this is the very first movie that i've seen from this director he is a South Korean director. And um, all I'll say is that if he, if all of his films are in the aesthetic as this one, 
then he is destined to be a new favorite for me. Uh, I gave it a four and a half out of five on Letterboxd. It's just 100% my thing, aesthetically and emotionally speaking. It's 100% talking throughout the entire thing. But it, it, it's not just like, you know, they're walking and the camera's just kind of moving along with them. I mean, like, I I swear there are probably like 12 shots with this within this entire movie. Damn. It, it, and these shots go on for like, I, I swear, like 10 to 15 minutes. And what they're talking about is it, just like the most interesting thing to me. Um, reading the synopsis, a female novelist takes a long road trip to visit a bookstore run by a younger colleague who has fallen out of touch. And yeah, the, they're the chemistry between everyone is just so infectious and how Han Sang Su just films the entire thing just makes it so incredibly just engaging. I couldn't look away from it. It's a very hard movie to talk about. It is a very hard movie to talk about in review. Yeah, because the, there is over, like, so little going on. Like, um, I'm looking up his filmography. He has made over like 13 films. Yeah, I know, and and, and that it kind of shocks me that I'm just now, um, getting into him. I I just now heard of him. Because again, like if, if all of his movies are like that one, then he's destined to become a new favorite. Yeah. Um, I don't know what kind of release this will have. Um, just know that I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will definitely yeah, I'll definitely check out the novelist film when I can. Like 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 this movie like sounds it sounds interesting and I will definitely like watch it when I can. So and it also sounds like very meditative as you've uh, described. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. Uh, I'll definitely. It's also shot in black. Yeah, and yeah, black and white. I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, it's shot in black and white, and I'm a sucker for films shot in black and white. Like you know, like like come on, come on, like one of the it most impressively made black and white films ever, like truly. I fucking love come on come on so much the way the film perfectly captures new york city holy shit it's like it's i mean i wouldn't know <laughs> it is moving photography oh my god <laughs> dude mike mills is a genius like i i will forever fun, fun fact. i will forever have Mike Mills as one of my top three favorite directors uh, fun, um, fact, fun fact, Come On, Come On is the only Mike Mills movie I've ever seen. Dude. I know. Dude, you gotta get on, you gotta be on Beginners in 20th Century Women. I get know. on that shit. I know, I will get on that shit, okay? Mark my words. I will. So, get, like, he's only made on that three... shit and tell me what you think. So, he's only made three movies? No, um... His directorial debut is a movie called Thumbsucker, I think. I'm looking it up. Thumbsucker, uh, yeah. Thumbsucker, yep. And Keanu Reeves is in it. That, oh, yeah, let's that was, go. Let's go. I'm definitely watching, I'm definitely <laughs> watching Thumbsucker. Hell yeah. I'll watch anything. 
I will literally watch anything that Keanu Reeves is in. Literally anything. I just I just love Keanu. He's... And, and and also he's made multiple short films, but his best short film, Keanu is amazing. Um, Mike Mills's best short film was like kind of a music video, but it's not not really a music video. It's more like a film based on an album. Um, not a documentary, but at least you have Vikander's in it, and it's based on the Nationals' I Am Easy to Find, which is my favorite album from that band. And the short film that accompanies it, fucking five out of five. Okay. Like, if that doesn't convince you that Mike Mills is a fucking god tier director, then I don't know what will. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. the next day at uh, Bones and All, I already talked about that, right? Uh, and then I watched One Fine Morning, the newest from Mia Hansen Love. Oh, I want I, I love it. <laughs> I want to watch One Fine Morning. Oh my god. Oh, uh, dude, it's so good. It, it, it it's basically typical Hanson Love, but like typical Hanson Love is still like very, very good and very comforting and very relaxing. I gotta get into and her very horny. I <laughs> this is definitely I have to get it. I have to get into her filmography. Oh my god. Start with uh start with her uh last movie, Bergman Island. Oh, Oh, Bergman Island. Yeah, I'll I'll watch Bergman Island. I don't know where, don't know where to watch yeah. that. Bergman Island. Uh, I think it's on Hulu. I, I watched it on I'm Hulu. I'm sure it is. Oh, it is on Hulu. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely watching Fantastic. this. Fantastic. When I'm, when I'm done with my horror binge. Get on that shit, man. Yeah, I will, I will watch Get it. Get on that shit. Okay, okay. I'm done with my horror Anyway. Binge. Yeah. One fine morning. Uh, it's another slice of life movie. Um, basically, just following the life of this one woman played by Leah Sadu. Her father. Um, it's implied that he has dementia. Right. Um, she's having an affair with somebody, and she has a daughter. Um, and it just kind of goes about her life. And it goes about it in, in my opinion, a very engaging way. Um, I don't really want to spoil too much. Okay. You just kind of have to, to understand what I mean. Um, just know that it is still very much a handsome love movie. And it is very comforting and wholesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's one of my favorites at the fest. Again, it's a mo- it's another movie that's kind of hard to review because right. it, it it's very little is actually happening like on the surface. Okay, but it, I I still found it engaging. I need to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, I gave that a half on Letterboxd. and then one of the big movies, Position to Leave, oh. with with my man Park Chan Wook in attendance i was in the same room as park chan wook let's go all of you listening be jealous here first (laughs) oh my god okay so um anyway decision to leave i had already seen this movie i watched it uh on a leak it did leak online 
Uh, I watched it that way. Um, do not watch a leak. Do not watch the leak because watching it in the theater is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is amazing. Uh, it's a it's the kind of movie where the less you know, the better. It right. is definitely, it is definitely the least Park Chan Wook movie he's ever made. He describes it as a romantic comedy. Um, I would say it kind of goes like, it kind of goes like Parasite. Like it starts off with a comedy, then as it goes on, it becomes like more and more heart wrenching. It it is a very, it becomes a very heartbreaking film by the end of it. And of course, I'm not going to spoil why. Um, just know that this is absolutely one of the best of the year. It is in my top 10. Um, it is one of the most engaging movies that I've seen all year. And I just love how playful Park Chan-wook. Um, I just love, sorry, let me rephrase that. Um, I love the playful direction that Park Chan-wook took with it. Uh, yeah, Decision to Leave, amazing movie. I think it's playing right now, so you could see it. Oh, oh, uh, oh, is it okay? Yeah, uh, I was okay. gonna, I was gonna see Decision to Leave yesterday. I was gonna like go, I was gonna go stay a night at my, uh, at my old, uh, at my family home on Long Island, but uh, but I got the flu, so I stayed in. Oh, yeah, that is, yep. That is, it was tough, but fucking fuck the flu. I anyway. did. <laughs> I'm really sad that I had to miss it, but 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 you I, can watch it right now, dude. It's in theaters right now. <laughs> okay, okay, yes, but it's not playing at the theater near me though. So, uh, uh, it's not. Oh fuck. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not like you can, like like. Like you could see it in Boston, but I can't see it. Uh fucking New York. Come on. Exactly. Fucking New York. Exactly. Hey, governor of New York, if you're listening to this, uh bring decision to leave to movie theaters right now. <laughs> <laughs> um and the last movie I saw, which was also my favorite, After Sun. Uh, uh, I'm also gonna see After Sun. Uh I I think it's I think it's out right now. I think. Uh, probably not. No, it's not. I don't think it uh, is. I, I think it's out like next week or something. Yeah, um, probably. Um, it is simultaneously the most depressing. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Simultaneously, the most depressing yet most comforting movie I've seen in a while. Um, right when the movie ended, it put me in such a depressed headspace. Damn, dude. And there are so many, like, obvious implications of what happens in this movie that is not shown. But, but the, the director, Charlotte Wells, makes it perfectly clear that it happened and it is 
completely heart shattering. Like when when people tell you that this is the most emotional movie that they've seen all year, fucking believe them. Okay, it, it is so beautiful, but it is completely just soul crushing in a good way. Um, Paul Mescal. Um, obviously, I haven't seen everything this year. Obviously, I haven't seen Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Uh, Banshees of Inisherin comes out next week in Boston. Yeah. So that movie, like, obviously, I haven't seen Colin Farrell in that movie yet. Um, Paul Mescal is my pick for best actor. Okay. I don't think it's right. going to happen. Maybe he'll get an indie spirit or whatever. But if he were to get nominated for an Oscar for this movie, I <laughs> he is devastating in this movie. He he just plays a very good father, but someone who wants to be a good father, but doesn't know that he's a good father. Damn. Basically, the entire movie, if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah, I can. I can get. Wait, I can get what you're saying about that. Yeah. Basically, like in simpler terms, like uh, I'm a father going through depression. Yeah, I'm definitely. I am not going to be mentally prepared for this movie, no matter what. But yeah. I am looking forward and, to this. And also, like, and also, the little girl in the movie is also fantastic. Yeah, what's her I, name? I, uh, let me look it up. I forgot her name. Um, Fran Francesca Corio. Yeah. Uh, um, she was amazing. Like one of the best child performances I've seen in a while. Probably, probably since last year with Woody Norman. Probably since Woody Norman. Um. um yeah, Woody Norman and Come On, Come On. Yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah, really. Best child performance I've seen since that. <laughs> Yeah, uh for me, okay, okay, for me it's uh it's uh what's her name? Um shit. Uh uh the Florida Project. I've seen her in the Florida Project. Oh, uh, I'll look it up right now. Uh I should know this. Guess I love the Florida Project. Brooklyn Prince. Yeah, Brooklyn Prince in the Florida Project is my favorite one. I think she was just so good. Like she, like she was six years old in that movie, and she gave it her all. Like it was such a great movie. I really loved it. I really oh, loved dude, it. Sean, what Sean Baker? Shit out of anybody. <laughs> Sean Baker also can just direct the shit out of anybody. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like between, like between Tangerine, which was a movie that I that I liked, but I didn't really like that much. Like the Florida project, like is like really, really good that I think is great. And which, which is what I really, really like more because like, the, because like when you picture Florida, you think like, Oh my God, Palm Springs beaches, like be like beaches, beaches, clubbing, like yada, yada, yada. But like, but like this movie portrays actual Florida. You know, like, uh, like, like, 
like this is like if Florida, this is a movie like if the Florida man meme was an actual movie. If you get what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god, I get I get what you're saying. It's just I I had never heard anyone describe the movie like that, and now I can't unsee it. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, um, because like. Right, yeah, because like Florida is known for having Disney World, but they don't know like what Florida is actually like. And I think like with this movie, like it perfectly like it portrays that really, really well, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. It it, it really does. I've you know, never been to Florida. Florida. <laughs> now I want to watch the Florida project again. Uh I've been to Florida when I was nine years old. I, I've never been. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm I'm uncultured. <laughs> Um, just letting you know, like around like six fifteen, six twenty. Um, I have plans to meet up with a friend. Oh, so, okay, um, yeah. So like we can we can get right into, do, our top five. get into our top five. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into our yeah, top definitely. five right now. Uh, real quick, real quick. My number five is Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Hell yeah, dude. Um. My number five is everything, everywhere, all at once. A number it's five? A, yeah. What? It's because I like more movies more. <laughs> it's an amazing movie. It's an amazing movie. Like, literally, my five and four, like, I kept flip-flopping them. I And I just now realized four out of the five movies are A24 movies. Yeah. Like, they've been killing it. They have been killing it this year. Right, it's a twenty four. Like they always like, oh yeah, like they make banger after banger after bangers. Really, banger after banger after banger. Yes, and, uh, my, yes. my number one is also an a twenty four movie. Uh, oh, ooh, okay, okay, yeah, can't wait. But yeah, everything, everywhere. It, it, it's as, yeah. as amazing as ever. All right, four. So, so my number four is the Batman. Nice, nice. I keep on forgetting that that came out this year. <laughs> yeah, you have the Batman like right below on your on your letterbox list, right? You don't really have it in your top ten or top five, really. I think it's in my top one. Basically, like my letterbox um, best of twenty twenty two list, and basically all my letterbox like best off list. It just goes from like very best to least best. <laughs> Right. Okay. Cause like, so, cause so, like, so, I got the impression that like the lists at the bottom were like the worst, and I thought like you didn't really like the Batman at all. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, of course I did. It's probably the best comic book movie to come out this year. Right. Actually, it is definitely like, the best. Literally, comic the only great comic book movie we've had this year. <laughs> like, so mean, far, like the Marvel movies that we've had are pretty mediocre. <laughs> been mid the marvel movies have been mid yeah sadly dude, it had a, high hopes for multiverse of madness and it was it was good but i don't know compared to the batman like it, it was it paled in comparison exactly <laughs> oh my god dude like, anyway just... uh number four for me my pick for the funniest movie of the year and the most entertaining movie of the year um it's a pretty controversial pick. Uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Oh, I I, I liked love that. I liked bodies, bodies, bodies. I was just like very confused by the ending. Oh yeah, it's like literally, oh, no, I, I, they murdered each other. Like 
for no fucking reason. This was all because that, yeah, they thought the one of them was the killer and that really, like, the death was a fucking accident. <laughs> oh, exactly, dude. Like, it, the whole movie is one huge joke and that's why I love it. Like, right. the whole movie is a, is a satire on Gen Z and I, I know you know that. Right, yeah. It, Obviously, it, I know it so brilliantly done. It is so, so funny how they do it. And and I love the fact that like it was their narcissism that killed them. Yeah. Like it was their narcissism and them just completely jumping to conclusions that, that just killed them. Like, yeah. it's, so, it's so good. It's yeah. so brilliantly done, I thought. Um, I, I don't know. I'll defend that movie till the day I die. The ending right. is one of the funniest fucking things ever to me. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Anyway, three. Yeah. yeah, it was funny. Oh, my number three. Also, is Pearl. Oh, also. What? Pearl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My number Say three. Pearl? Pearl. Pearl is gonna show up later in my list. Um, yeah, Pearl's amazing. Pearl is I'm I'm obsessed with it, like yeah. honestly. In in the best thing in the world to me. Oh, do exactly. I like, like the best. First off, Mia Goth, Mia Goth, Mia fucking Goth. Yes, she is actress of the year. Well, actually, no, my actress of the year is actually Kate Blanchett and Tar. That that that's in my top ten, not in my top five. But for me, like. Aside from Kate Blanchett and Tar, Mia Goth is actress of the year. Like one of the best yeah. horror performances fucking ever. Her yeah. her monologue goes on for almost nine fucking minutes. Right? Almost nine minutes. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And she's like acting through her fucking eyes throughout the entire scene. And it is perfect. Ah. Yeah. It's, and and the best thing in the world. Me. This is my Joker. <laughs> this is my Joker too. The best thing in the world for me is when this is my introduction to Ty West. Actually, no, that's not true. X is my introduction to Ty West. I love both Pearl and X. Um, Pearl um, kind of solidified my love for Ty West. And then I was like, wow, I need to fucking watch more of his movies. And then I watched House of the Devil this month. And I fucking love that movie too. And I plan on watching Innkeepers very soon. So the best thing in the world for me is when one movie can fucking introduce you to one of your new favorites. Yeah, that's like um, that's the best know, kind of feeling, really. It really is. I'll I'll save my I'll save more of my pearl gush for later on the list. Um right, yeah. number three. For me, Marcel the Shell with shoes on. I still need to watch Marcel. Oh, dude, oh, dude it's not. I think it's on Prime right now. Is think, it? Yeah, I think you gotta. I don't know if you gotta pay though. Uh, okay. Uh, I I would be fine if I have to pay, but 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 yeah. You do gotta pay. I I I I can't believe I I can't believe I didn't see Marcel. I didn't see Marcel Schooner. I can't believe I didn't see Marcel sooner, but yeah, you can rent on Prime Video for six dollars. That's not bad. Yeah. Not that bad. Yeah. Um, 
not only the cutest movie of the year, but probably has some of the best stuff motion I have ever seen in the movie. I this is one of those movies, and even in a lot of movies like what I'm about to describe, but it's one of those I have no fucking idea how they did this movie. Right, right. Like yeah. even even the opening shot, like I have no idea how they did it. Um, and Jenny Slate is my queen. I love her. Yeah, um, I love Jenny Slate. We love Jenny Slate. <laughs> we love our indie queen, Jenny Slate. Um, number two. Oh, I didn't pick my number two. Oh, sorry. Go on. Okay. <laughs> number, two, number, number, two, I'm sorry. number two is RRR. Oh, nice, dude. That's in my top 15. Yep. I, top 15. Like this, I just can't believe that this movie introduced like introduced the rest of the world to Bollywood cinema. It's, I can't believe that shit. What? It's Tollywood with a T. Oh, Tollywood, 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 Bollywood, like whatever. But like it introduced like this type, like introduced like the rest of the world to that specific medium. And I'm like more than eager to like, to like experience like, to experience like this type of cinema like like rrr is a different kind of action movie that was built differently holy fuck it, it 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 adds another definition to the word badass yes it does like literally honestly, like, literally I, I, this movie like literally this movie throws a dra like like throws a jaguar at people he throws a Jaguar. <laughs> he like he attacks a fortress with an army of jungle animals. What? I've never seen anything my favorite, like it. And just my when favorite you, hero thing. And just when you think of the action, and, and just it just doesn't stop. This movie does not stop with this action. Oh, dude, this movie steps on the fucking gas, and I love it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It, it, oh, like, it, the songs like, in this movie are, like, really, really good. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. So and also, but, like, the musical number is, like, one of my favorite movie moments of the year. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, uh, when the, when the two, yeah, 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 when the, when the two main characters, like, show up at, like, show up at a party and, like, outclass, like, the upper and uh, an outshine like the upper white class. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was eating that shit up. <laughs> uh definitely, dude. Uh, I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, I, I yeah, gave it a. Four. Hopefully, when like, hopefully when like, hopefully when the Telugu dub finally gets to Netflix. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, uh, I gave it. I gave it a four and a half. On Letterboxd, I gave it, and it is it is definitely in my top fifteen. There are just movies that I like, yeah, more. The top five. <laughs> Nothing against that movie, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, my number two is a movie that you probably haven't heard of. Um, it's a movie that does mean a lot to me. I have been talking about it. Uh, it's called Montana Story. Oh, uh, I watched Montana Story. Oh, you did. Yeah, I did. Like, I watched it on uh, I watched it uh last summer, like uh, on a plane ride back from my 
from my trip to Spain. I want to hear. I want to hear what you thought. Oh, okay. So I think to be in the minority. I really, here. I really thought Montana Story was like. I really, I actually like really loved it. I really like it. Like, like as I've said to you before, like as I've mentioned before, I really like. I really like movies or shows with uh, with family trauma, and like uh, and and it really like showcases that here, and like 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 Hillary Lou Richardson and Owen Teague were like. They were fantastic in this movie. They were, perfect. I really they, liked, they were so fucking good. I just really like the slice of life quality, and, and I really like the fact that you put like a slice of life story set in a set in an American Western. Like exactly, that's that's really really good. Really. I, I'm I'm also just like a huge huge sucker for movies where the setting is like a character in a itself, right? And the movie. Really takes takes advantage of like the size and the scope, but even with like the size and the scope being huge, like the movie still feels lonely. Like there's very few people walking around. Yeah, you know they, they rarely because interact. It takes place, people because outside it takes their place own in family. a ranch. What was that? Because it takes place in a ranch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and, and and so like the focus of the movie is really just on their trauma and um, nothing else and like there's nowhere to run to at that point and i don't know i thought it was so beautiful like the really owen teague and Haley richardson reminded me of my relationship with my sister um, and i think that that's kind of where um like in a good way in right, a good way, yeah. we we didn't have like, we didn't have a traumatic childhood. <laughs> we did right, not have okay. a traumatic childhood. Um, but it it really did like interaction with each other really reminded me of how I speak to my sister, and I think that's how that not how I think that's why the movie means a lot to me, and I keep flip flopping. Uh, between my actual number one and this to be my my number one, but uh, for now, we will let um my actual number one right now be my number one. Yeah. Speaking, okay. yeah, of uh, number one. Okay. What's your number one? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, my number one is well <laughs> everything everywhere all at once. It's everything everywhere all at once. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hell I, yeah. Amazing movie. It's such a better multi-story. Like the Exactly. And and like the definitive, especially with its budget, how the fuck did you make this? Yeah, how did this, how do you this literally this? this literally proves that the Daniels can can make whatever the fuck they want. Exactly. And especially with like the budget that this movie had. Like the fact that it even got made was just insane to me. Yeah. Like and, and I, I just want to be a fly on the wall during the scene where they're directing the butt plug scene. The butt plug scene. Yes. Just go so like, good. okay, so so uh so uh, you two, like, like you see that trophy over there? Oh, okay, you two are gonna stare at each other, do like double takes, and then you, you're gonna start slowly pulling down your pants 
And then, like, as you're doing that, I, I want you to run over to the trophy, try to shove it up your ass. And then uh, you, um, I'm going to give you a cue. Uh, what I want you, when I give you the cue, I want you to jump across cubicles with no pants on and try <laughs> to jump on the butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> the, the comedy in this movie was insane it truly is like like, oh, like i really like the fact that like you have like you have like one main story like take place in like a take place in a tax office and 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 it's where you like shoot both like and it's where you like shoot like the first act the second act and then you on that and then the third act well i mean the opening sequence takes place in like the in the laundromat which like perfectly sets up like what the film is trying to be. It's like everything happening all at once. Like uh, like you have like 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 you have like like a the like you have like the mother trying to like trying to run the laundromat and she can't even like the, the and she and she's like too busy trying to have like a conversation with her daughter and she's like hey like I want to talk about my relationship with you and then like the and then like the husband is like. And then the husband is like also like trying to run the store. It's like it's like literally everything everywhere all at once. I just I just exactly. like the, I just like that it sets that up so simply and perfectly. Really, it, it, like, it, a genius movie. It really is. Like, <laughs> like now now thinking about it, like it might be higher on my list. <laughs> but yeah. my, my numero uno, uh, you might have guessed it, Santi. You might have guessed it. I yeah. Uh, let, let me try to do. Let me try to do my uh, best Mr. Krabs impression. Okay. Uh, I'm a... Pearl! Wait, why are you killing people, lad? <laughs> that, that was a that was a comment on my, on my letterbox for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, my number one is Pearl. Oh, um... yes. I know. I know it's Pearl. It's Pearl. Yes. It's Pearl. Um, for one thing, like we all like, it's kind of redundant at this point to mention how amazing Mia Goth is in this movie. We already know, uh, yeah. Um, the reason why this movie, as much as I do, is because very, very few movies actually like capture the feel of their time period as much as this does. But this not only captures the feel of like the 1910s perfectly it basically feels like it was it feels like it was made in like the 20s or 30s mm -hmm. but like it, it kind of makes the time period its own character yeah like there's something like, like when you really think about it like and, and it is also like kind of a tribute to silent films also like let's get that out of the way like mm -hmm. it also realizes that there's something kind of haunting about like silent films and films made in like the 30s and 40s mm -hmm. and and because of that the movie is successful in feeling haunting but also very fucking get to the end of the movie yeah it becomes just 100 percent disturbing like, like i the final scene in that movie 
is one of the most uncomfortable See, I'm not talking about the mile. She the model. The I'm talking about like the time. She smiles the entire exactly, time. Exactly. Like, like even before the smile, like, like like the husband coming home and like the rotting dinner with her like rotting parents. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, like even that, like like that gave that gave me such an uncomfortable feeling stuck with me it, it really stuck yeah, with me long that. after the movie ended like I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that cared so much for its setting for its time period for like using the filmmaking to feel like the time period mm-hmm. but Ty West is just that guy man he's just that guy and, that and I know guy. it's he is like, and that—that's why I love him, and that's why Pearl is currently my number one of the year. And I feel like it's going to be my number one once the year ends. I don't know. Yeah. We will see how Babylon turns out. I am so excited for Babylon. That's like, that's my most anticipated movie. Like Damien Chazelle. I, I would say so. Damien Chazelle is my favorite director, and I'm really, really fucking excited for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably of all time. Like, he's Hell yeah, my favorite. It's it's pretty debatable. It's pretty debatable on who my favorite director is right now. So like, so like, it used to be Quentin Tarantino, but like, but like, uh, but but I realized that that that, that but 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 I realized that he's sort of a problematic figure. But oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I would say Paul Thomas Anderson is my favorite. So hell yeah, dude! I yeah. love PTA. Yeah, I love anyway, yeah. Anyway, um, I gotta get going. Yeah, man. It so was, uh, you want to wrap? So great to have you, man. It was so great to have you. Dude, it was great being here. Yeah, Thank you so man. much. Yeah. Um, you want me to plug? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Uh, you want me to plug? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh where can they find you, AJ? Uh, letterboxed. Uh, my letterbox is a Ford. My TikTok is AJ Apple Juice. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a YouTube, I have a YouTube channel. Um, just type in AJ Ford, and my Twitter is a Ford seven seven eight seven, and my Instagram is ice underscore AJ underscore fish. Okay. All right. Which yeah. is, is a play on of ice JJ fish, the right. internet figure. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Anyway, uh, thanks so much, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you can find. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you can listen to Santi Time on Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, and Amazon Music, and uh, and 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 you can follow the Insta, and you can follow the it's, and 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 you can follow the Santi Time uh official. You can follow the Santi Time official official Instagram, uh, Safety Time Pod. You can, you can follow me on Letterboxd uh, at I-A-G-O-B-F-B-F-T-H-E. And you can find, and, uh, and you can follow, and, and, and you can follow me on Twitter, uh, which is uh, B-R-I-O-N-I-A-G-O. And where else you can find me? And, uh, and, and you can also follow me on TikTok, Straw Hat Santee. So yeah. Which is a play on, which is a play on Straw Hat Luffy, 
from uh, from One Piece, which you can tell from my lovely poster right there. So. Oh yeah, that's a One Piece poster. Yes, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm a big I'm a big One Piece fan. You should know that. Everybody should know that. <laughs> I mean, I know you love anime. I yeah, on, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I also love anime. When it, when I don't when I don't watch movies, I love anime. Yeah. But I'm not uh, watching movies. I listen to music. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So Thanks a lot, man. It was yeah, great. Absolutely. Uh thank you guys. Thank, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will and, and and I will see you guys next time.